Hello ladies and gentlemen, it is the Best Scott Beat Season 2, Episode 18. My name is Luke Hatfield and as ever I am joined by a guy who correctly predicted which episode we were on <laughs> uh, for, in, in an amazing feat of knowledge. Uh, Warsaw correspondent Liam Keane. Hello, hello, hello. I did. I thought that was quite good. That was literally just a second ago before we uh, clicked record. You said, guess what number we're on. I said, 18, maybe? Guess what it is. Nailed it. Bang on 18. Yeah, it's a very croaky, uh, well, not very croaky, slightly croaky Hatfield and Keane duo today. Yeah, we were discussing this. Just I, I woke up and I've not got a sore throat. There's nothing to worry about. I just feel like I clear my throat after every, every, yeah. every sentence. I, I, I felt the exact same thing this morning when I woke up. It's strange, um, isn't it? Talking about sleep and waking up, I've, I've, this just literally just reminded me. So I don't think I've ever mentioned this to you before, but I've got a very, I'm a very deep sleeper. Mm. Well, you wouldn't know, obviously. But yeah, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't know that. <laughs> a very deep sleeper, and I, I've been known to do some weird stuff in my sleep. Okay, should we just end this podcast here? <laughs> uh, I don't know if I should tell you all of them, really. Oh no, go on. You can't, you can't dangle that carrot. There was a, um, there's one I remember very, very early when I was pretty young. My sister heard me say this in my sleep. I said, boxes are brown, which is a very random <laughs> sentence. I've got no idea why I would say that. This is when I was young. We're talking maybe 10, something like that. So I've been known to speak a lot in my sleep um, and also to occasionally sleepwalk. Really? Occasionally. And it's not sleepwalk to the point where I walk around the house and, and go make a sandwich or something like that. I'll just do stuff in my room. So I've had full-on conversations with my girlfriend before, mm-hmm. and then in the, in the morning, she obviously was awake. I woke her up, and she remembered it, and I had absolutely no idea what she was on about. Like full-on, full-blown conversations with her. Um, there was one time she was round, uh, staying over, and I woke up in the middle of the night. I was walking. No, sorry, she woke up in the middle of the night. I, w- I wasn't awake. I don't remember all of these things that happened. I don't remember them. I just. Mm. Uh, I, I just get told that's what happened or like I might wake up in the middle of one of them which I have done before so this this one I'm about to say I didn't don't remember at all until the very end when I woke up I, I got up out of bed walked over to the wall and started pacing my hands up and down the wall <laughs> and my girlfriend went what are you doing and I went I'm looking for the light <laughs> honestly how weird is that and I was and I was nowhere near the light switch. The light switch was on the other side of the room. And I woke up while I was doing it. And then I turned around and I went, what am I doing? And she, and she was like, I've got absolutely no idea what you're on about. And I just got back into bed. So, the reason I bring this up is that a few months ago, I actually got up out of bed, picked my chair up from my desk, okay, t- took the clothes off it, are we talking a wheelie chair or is this like? No, it's um, it's just like a metal fold-out one. It's like it's not very big. Okay. Um, I put it. I took the clothes off it, put it on my bed, and then stood there looking into the mirror in my room. And then I woke. <laughs> and then I woke up with myself looking at the mirror, turned around, and the chair was on my bed. I've got no idea what I was doing. That's amazing. Everyone's I, got one of those chairs, haven't they? Which just you just stack clothes on. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm, I'm not, I don't really have much room anywhere else. So, anyway, as I was saying, a long-winded story, I'm getting there. So the reason I bring it up is I did this a few months ago, and then the other day, I was just chatting to my mum, just we were laughing about something, and I brought up the time, just randomly brought up the time that that happened, and 
she already knew about it. And I was just, we'd start talking about sleep patterns and whatever. Just had a normal conversation. And this, this was two nights ago. Uh, that was during the day. And then that same night, I did the exact same thing again. Really? Yeah, after speaking about it. And it's been maybe four or five months since I did it. That is crazy. That is weird, isn't it? There must be and some it, like subconscious thing. I don't know what... Yeah, exactly. But uh, it was slightly different. So I got up. Uh, and I actually, this time, I actually remember moving. I remember moving out of bed. But I don't remember what I did. Um, and what I had done is I'd moved the clothes off the chair again, put the chair on my bed. <laughs> but I didn't stare in the mirror. I, I, I went back to bed. Because I, I then woke up a few hours later and I checked my phone when I woke up. It was about five in the morning. And I woke up. On one side of the bed was where, was where I was lying. On the other side of the bed, my chair was just next to me. On That's top of the bed. so odd. How weird is that? That is strange. It's, it, it's funny you bring this up because similarly <laughs> to you, I'm a very deep sleeper. And I'm known to do say some weird things in the night. Oh, um, go on. The weirdest of which... Right, now you know me, Liam. The listeners know me a little bit, but they don't really know... Uh, me deep down I'm not a very religious I'm not a very religious person I'm 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 I'm, I'm very much like um, prove something to me and I'll believe it Um, anyway getting onto the story so I'm in I'm asleep Um, apparently I mean similar to you I don't really remember stuff when it happens Hmm. but apparently according to my girlfriend I was sat up in bed must be about half three four o'clock in the morning Waving, pitch black. Right, can't see anything. I'm just sat up in bed waving. So, she says, "What are you doing?" I reply, "I'm just waving." Right, I don't remember any of this. She's like, "Who at?" And I said, "Jesus." <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, and she brilliant. she reacted to just how you would. You oh, would just burst out laughing. And me, no, no word of a lie. Apparently, I gave her the worst look I'd ever given her. I said, "Don't laugh at Jesus," <laughs> and then went back to sleep. That is actually it was somehow weird in the mind. I think. <laughs> Honestly, so strange. I'm not like, as I said, I'm not a religious person, um, and I didn't remember any of this. My girlfriend just said, "Are we not going to talk about last night?" And I was like, "What? What? what, what, what talk about last night?" But I was trying to think if I'd done something to annoy her. Did I, did I, I don't know, did I leave the washing up in the bowl? I don't, I don't know. And then she said, you were waving at Jesus. Oh, that is amazing. That is brilliant. Um, I think that's surprisingly weirder than anything I've done. Like, I mean, yeah. apart from what I've told you, the only other stuff I've done really is like, I'll like randomly swing an arm out in the middle of the night and I've caught my girlfriend a couple of times <laughs> on, the, on the head by accident. Oh, that's the worst thing. Have you ever, have you ever been there and someone's woken you up and been like with an elbow like to the side of your head? That's happened I've to never me had it done, I've never had it done to me because I'm normally the one do, <laughs> doing it to other people. It's um, the worst thing. It just makes you instantly angry. Oh, I can imagine. But now I, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, I've just... I mean, is there anything else you've said? That you, anything else apart from the Jesus thing that you can think of as funny? The Jesus is a standout. That's um, amazing, though. It was crazy, especially considering I'm like, I'm a complete atheist. Um, otherwise, I don't know, like, I, I'm, I don't really make sense a lot of the time if I have these, like, nighttime conversations. Like, I'll make up a word and then I'll get really annoyed at the person because they don't understand what I'm saying. But it's a, <laughs> a made up word. Um, 
have I have been known to sleepwalk. I haven't sleptwalk in years though. The last time I did it, I must have been about twelve years old. And do you actually walk around the house? Or did you... So the last time um, that I did a major sleepwalk, we were it was I was oh, I must have been about ten, and we used to live above a shop. My dad used to run news agents, so we would we would live in a in a flat above the shop, and I sleptwalked. I got out of the house, went downstairs, and was knocking on the front door of the newsagents. No way. <laughs> and um, it set like this little alarm off. And my dad came down thinking that the place was getting broken into. And he just saw me. <laughs> in, oh funnily enough, God. not too far from where you live, I was in Stratford-upon-Avon at the time. Um, oh, not bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he just said, what are you doing? And he just kind of brought me back up, and he, we ended up going to the doctor about it. But they were just like, "You're just sleepwalking." <laughs> that was brilliant. I'm pretty sure. I've, I'm pretty sure, from memory, I've never walked out anywhere um, and done anything actually outside of my room. But I think it's, the chair stuff's pretty weird. And it was. It was just even creepier that it was the the day that I just randomly brought it up in a conversation. Is the night that I did it again. I'm worried now that tonight I'm going to sleepwalk. I really hope you do. Please tell me. I'll let you know if I do. <laughs> well, but that is um, that is ten minutes of sleeping talk. I think that's that's pretty good going. Yeah, it is. It is good going, <laughs> um, especially because we, as I was discussing to you before we came on air, we've not done much research for this episode, have we? It's a mailbag episode. Um, you're, meant to, you're not meant to let them behind the curtain like that. You're meant, <laughs> you're meant to just pretend. Oh no, no, we got to let them know. I mean, it's it's one of them where it's, a mailbag is brilliant because. I mean, for us, it's like next to no work until you start recording. <laughs> true, true. We just get loads of questions from people. Uh, it's completely different to, to the Josh Gordon special, by the way, which was really well received, I think. I think everyone enjoyed that. I think, yeah, I think it went down really well. I mean, Josh came across really well. Um, all the feedback was really good from, from fans and everything. So, yeah, I think we're, I said this to you already, I think we're looking to do something like that again relatively soon but I think um, obviously it depends on the, uh, the club and, and the players if they're happy and, and, and what's going on sort of outside news wise at that time um, and, and just also I think um, something we mentioned as well it, it's I think it's important to try and keep it uh, as a bit more of a sort of special bit more of a novelty yeah if, if we're doing it every week and get a, get another player on it might uh, not be uh, quite as interesting. Um, so yeah, so at some point we'll probably we'll do something like that again, and uh, and that that'll be good. Last one. Are you following? Are you, are you getting an invite from Josh at all for for PlayStation for Call of Duty banter, or has, has that mm, one quickly gone quiet? Uh, I mean, no. Um, he still doesn't follow me on Twitter. Um, I mean, I gonna, to be fair, I don't blame him. I was gonna, I was, I was gonna mention it, but I thought, you know what, I don't wanna. No, I'm joking. <laughs> you know what? Actually, thinking about it, let me just have a quick check. Because um, oh, here we go. Yes, as I thought, I've got more followers than Josh anyway, so no worries. Oh, okay. Oh, burn! No, no, <laughs> I'm not going to go there. Send, send, send Josh from aloe vera because he's just not, been burned. I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. No, I thought he was. I thought he was brilliant. I really enjoyed it, and he, he did. A, he did a really good, a really good job. Just uh, by job, I mean, just sort of being himself and relaxing and having a bit of a laugh and answering questions well and because uh, there was a few sort of tough ones in there when you, you've got to think about what you're, you're saying particularly when it comes to managers and teammates and and yeah I thought it was really good so uh, yeah it was received well which I was really pleased about and uh, and yeah all good no issues yeah great to have him on uh, before we get on to everyone's questions uh, Liam 
have you had any updates? Um, there's always you know different reports saying this is when football could be returning. This is when football could be returning. I mean, some reports. I mean, when you see stuff that's going on in other countries, I mean, France they've called off both both professional leagues there now. It's, it's been cancelled the season, hasn't it? I mean, how do you think this is this is going? Well, I'll give my I'll give my personal opinion first, and then I'll give you what I know at the moment. Personal opinion is, I don't see it coming back, mm. and I didn't used to think that. Um, when the national league went, that started to slightly change my mind, and then as more and more of these European leagues go, uh, the more it happens, the more less likely, particularly League One and Two, the less likely they're going to come back. And that's my personal opinion. And it pains me to say it because I'm seriously, seriously missing football. Mm. Um, it, just unbelievably missing it. And uh, that's my personal opinion. What I know at the moment is so. It, basically, what I know at the moment is that the EFL position is still to finish the league. Mm. Um, within that would be there would have to be um, a lot of things set up, i.e., testing. Um, who is and isn't allowed in the ground because I think it's not even impossible to have fans in there. Yeah. Um, so that's the position that that is still to finish it. Uh, the longer it goes on, the less likely it becomes feasible to do that. Um, there is a story going around today um, in the Daily Mail to say that uh, players are being told to prepare for the possibility of the season not ending mm. um, what I've heard from sources is that they haven't been told that however a, a colleague of, of ours has, has just said they've spoken to Swan who, who says that it has so at the moment it's one of those situations where trying to take everything with a pinch of salt and try and get down to what is accurate and what isn't because there is a lot of stuff being reported that isn't accurate mm. um, a lot of stuff that that is and perhaps sources aren't saying it is not necessarily me I mean other reporters and other organisations so it's one of those tough positions you're in and um, the the Lee Pomlet mess uh, video that he did uh, on Monday mm. after after the Q&A he did he, he went in a little bit to say um, there's a lot of speculation in media reports um, a lot of it ill-informed etc uh, and, and actually the Colchester, which I think is one of the questions we'll come on to later, the Colchester chairman actually in a statement has said that um, there are, he actually was talking about a specific story in all fairness to him, mm -hmm. but he, he used the word fake news at one point, or used the phrase fake news. It's, it's a tough position when, and I don't want to sound like I'm moaning and whining because there's a lot of other things that take precedent over this issue, but when the media as a whole is lumped into... It's been something that's been playing on my mind a little bit the last few days. When the media as a whole is lumped into the bracket of fake news or being inaccurate, mm. I don't know whether it's me being a bit sensitive about it. It just it just winds me up a little bit. Um, and this isn't something I'm saying against Lee Pomlet because I don't believe that he was... Obviously, well, I know he wasn't referring to us. Mm -hmm. But it was just the media being sort of bagged as a whole, uh, and that's just I, I. And obviously, you can't go around and name 
these organisations are okay and these ones aren't because you'll be here all day trying to name everyone. Yeah. But it's, um, I think it sometimes just needs to be clarified more because there are a lot of, and let's be honest, there are a lot of tabloid stuff out there that <laughs> that's a load of rubbish. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it isn't, sometimes it is, but there's a lot of it that is. And I can categorically tell fans that not just myself, but and I'm not saying we're perfect, obviously, but not just myself, but my colleagues as well at ENS. We are, we're only every time something like that comes out, we're checking with our sources and the clubs, and we're checking whether things are accurate or not. If it's not accurate, we're not reporting it. Mm. And that that's that is that's the way we're doing it. It's not the, not the way every place does it. And I I don't know I don't know what you think. Maybe it's just me being a little bit sensitive. But it just gives me the ump a little bit when. I sound like Danny Donovan. Um, <laughs> it gives me the ump a little bit when it's when everything is the whole media is class as a whole in that sense. Yeah, I, I hope you can I hope you can see where I'm coming from with that. Yeah, I know exactly where you're coming from with it because you're essentially tarring everyone with the same brush there, and it's it's not as if you know people people like us who work for the Express and Star will write a completely different way to say someone in one of the nationals let's just pull a name out of the air like someone like the sun or someone a tabloid newspaper um like that because you know we i always feel you can trust a local source a bit better i'm not saying that national journalists are bad in any way there are some brilliant national journalists out there um but when you think about it a local paper for example like the express and star we rely on maintaining a good relationship with the clubs we cover because if we don't if we write, if we write something, say to write something completely unfactual, completely false, um, chances are the club are going to be like, well, we're not going to help you out in future. We're not going to, you know, give give you guys, you know, any kind of special treatment or anything like that because you're just making up lies. Whereas, you know, a national newspaper might look at um, one club and say, well, we can kind of write that because you know we don't rely on them day in day out. But we do rely on our local clubs day in, day out equally. The the fans rely on us as an independent news source, whereas yeah. you could you could rock up to the Walsall website every day and there's great content on there. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, they've got an agenda, which is to, to look after themselves. They're not going to independently criticise themselves, are they? Whereas if you know Walsall were to do something and we weren't to agree with it and it wasn't to be wide, like say it wasn't widely accepted, not that they have... We would criticise the club for that. Um, that's our position, and it's important to kind of realise that. Um, but equally, it goes two ways. You know, we we want to maintain a good and healthy relationship with the clubs we cover. Um, but equally, we've got to critique them when it's when it's important yeah. to do so. Finding that balance is is massive. Um, on a like I think I said this a million times on a personal level, um, both whether we're speaking about what we did at the weekend or whether we're speaking about a rumour or story we've heard. I've got a very good relationship with the people at Warsaw. Um, and it works both ways. We help them out with things. They help us out with things. Um, obviously, won't give too much away in how that works, but it's a case of of working together because, again, we need, we want, we need that relationship to do, our, to do my job and our job properly. Mm. Um, and 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 vice versa just to, to some degree. Um, so yeah, just to make this clear, because I think I don't want to make come across sort of I'm not getting this across properly. Um, with the Lee Pomley video, I know that he wasn't talking about us and me because we had put out the Q and A at the same time as the club that that morning, where they had helpfully worked with me 
on that. Um, mm. I didn't. None of the questions were mine, by the way. Just so fans know, it, it, it does say it in the the club piece uh, that it was um, in uh, alongside the uh, support liaison officer. But um, they worked with me with putting that out and stuff like that. And, and Lee mentioned it in his video. He said you, you'll have seen it on our video and the Express and Star. So I'm not saying having to go at him for a, anything he's saying about us because I know that's not the case. Mm. It's just people in general when they lump us all together when it comes to this speculation about football it does get a little bit jarring only because I know for a fact that us and there'll be plenty of others out there as well not just us but I know for a fact that we're if something, we know that something's not accurate we're not reporting it mm. simple as that's it it's um, important to be right instead of fast isn't it yeah it's it's always a tough one in, in the market at the moment because you obviously want to get it out quickly at the same time but um, I would rather have something I think I've said this on here before I'd rather have something correct than put something out quickly and be a load of rubbish. Mm. So, um, so yeah, I think I've got that off my chest a little bit. It was, yeah, it was just weighing a little bit. Not, I wouldn't say weighing heavy on me. It was just playing my mind a little bit, just because there's so much going on at the moment in terms of criticism when it comes to the coronavirus and the press briefings with the poli- uh, politicians and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, it was just playing my mind a little bit and. Agony, agony, aunt Hatfield is done for the day. I think. Good. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed that though. I enjoyed that, Liam. Um, right, let's go on to questions because that's what this episode is all about. Questions from the listeners. First one uh, comes from Danny Boy seventy six seventy six. Who do you think has proven themselves in the second half of the season compared to their first half at Warsaw? Oh, that's interesting. Um, there'll be a couple names. First one that jumps out to me would be Rory Holden. Mm-hmm. Um, he maybe he maybe trying to think how would the half be categorised? Would it be maybe December onwards? Would be the second half? Yeah, probably fair. Is that probably fair? I would say yeah. I'd say he comes into that category. Um, started off pretty poorly, um, to say the least. I think, um, and very quickly not I say very quickly, within a few months, was having some very, very good performances. Mm. Particularly at, towards the end, before the um, the games were suspended, uh, he was excellent in some games towards the end, um, which, was, which was really nice to see, because he was coming under a lot of flack from fans as well. Mm. Um, and a lot of fans have changed their mind on him after that, which is good. Uh, and having asked him questions about that as well, it, um, I think some of that criticism weighed heavy on him a little bit. At the beginning, yeah. Because he's only 22, I think. He's actually younger than me. Mm. Um, he uh, and it's it's like it's like his first sort of big move on loan, really. So, um, so yeah, he'd be one. I would say Josh Gordon as well. Although I think he was probably doing it slightly longer than the second half, but not not by a whole lot. He had a little bit of a a slow start. Didn't score for a good couple of months, uh, and then it's sort of similar to Rory. And after that, he really came into his own. He's been excellent. Um, I think they would be my two picks overall, I think. Mm. Yeah, I think they'd be my two. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Um, one pod beyond now, this is a this is an interesting question. Here we go. What's the biggest animal you think you could fight and win against? Okay, that's interesting. That is really interesting. Now, I'm going to share an anecdote of when I was playing Sunday League football earlier oh, on this God. season. Because uh, we used to play at a ground directly next to a farm, and the goal uh, it had nets behind it. But if you 
if you were bad enough and your shot went over these nets, it went into the field, which was notorious um, for having quite aggressive cows in it. <laughs> oh dear. Now, me being a goalkeeper, I was often tasked with retrieving the, these, you know, misplaced shots, shall we say. Despite me actually doing a good job in goal, um, I always thought the players would have to go and get it, but no, it was down to me. Um, I used to have to hop this fence, and the key was to be quick. Cows are deceptively quick. You don't realise until you're in a field with them, and they're much bigger than you think they are. are, they, are they, well, uh, they're definitely bigger than you think they are, because I've, I've stood next to cows before, but I didn't realise they'd be that quick. No, 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 when they want to be, they're quick. <laughs> when they fancy it. I consider myself fairly, like... Mobile. In, yeah, fairly mobile, decent <laughs> athletic shape. Not, you know, out of this world or anything like that. But, you know, I, I, I keep myself in shape. These cows, I ran over, grabbed the ball, and they were, they eyed me up and they turned and were, I'd want to say charging. They probably weren't charging. They were moving quite quickly towards me, though. They were moving <laughs> quite quickly. That is terrible, man. Oh dear. Terrible. I'm but, happy with that. <laughs> anyway, they were hoofing it. Hoofing um, it. <laughs> and I tell you what, I wouldn't back myself against a cow. I wouldn't even know how to tackle a cow. I bet you were probably milking it in that field. Oh. <laughs> I think that's quite good. I mean, I've, oft- I've often wondered whether I'd be a good stand up comedian. I can tell you now, you wouldn't. Well, I think we both know that I've come out with some right whoppers in, in the office before. Oh, okay. Well, if you say so. Um, but yeah, basically, I wouldn't back myself against a cow. Um, well, I would. Against a cow. Yeah. How are you going to tackle a? How are you going to deal with a cow in a fight? Uppercut it. You're going to uppercut. Do you know how big a cow's head is? Yeah. More, more to aim at. Yeah, but I'll it's so a, big. I'll, I'll it'll just, it'll just trample you, man. I'd throw a spinning back kick to one of its four stomachs. Land. <laughs> land. Is this, at what point of this do you wake up? Well, you know, I do have weird dreams. You never know. <laughs> spinning back kick to one of the four stomachs, and then I'd come across, and I'd maybe go to left hook, right uppercut, and I think I'd just break the thing's jaw. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't stand a chance against a cow. Um, I think I'd beat a cow. I think I'd beat up a horse as well. A horse, not a chance. I mean, you could outsmart a horse. Horses are notoriously pretty dumb, but you couldn't. You couldn't. Uh, bare bare knuckle, by the way. You've not got any weapons. Yeah. Yeah. You know. You're not getting. You're not Choke getting it. one over a horse or a cow. Get, I don't. Get think. get behind it. Get on its on its back and get into a rear naked choke. A horse. Do you know how big yeah. a horse's neck is? <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't okay. be able to wrap your arm around its neck. Okay, what? What is realistic then? So if we're gonna say. I could take. I'd back myself one on one against any dog. Whoa! I I think it'd be easier to take that cow than, than some dogs. No. There they go because they they've got claws and teeth, and if they're a proper vicious big one, they're gonna mess you up. Yeah, but the thing is with a dog, that you've got the weight advantage over most dogs. There's very few dogs that will be heavier than you. Yeah, but you you might have the weight advantage, but you won't necessarily have the strength advantage. 
I'd back myself against any dog because, uh, as I'll, you just said, I mean, not that we can condone in this by any way. If you're <laughs> exactly. going to take down a dog, if you're going to take down a dog, you you could get that in a rear naked. Yeah, it's true. But I mean, I'll, I'll maybe one on one against a wolf. What? Have you lost your mind? A wolf. A wolf is a wolf is, is is more defeatable than a cow. No, it, you've actually lost it. No, no, no. Don't get me wrong. A wolf is a more wolf likely to kill you. Shreds. A wolf is more likely to kill you than a cow. But I also think I'm more likely to kill a wolf than a cow. No, no, no. Let's be honest. Come on. If one of us is going to survive longer, it's going to be me. So, And <laughs> there's no way either of us are surviving even just one wolf. One wolf? That's no. what I'm saying. One on one. No, it wouldn't happen. The wolf would absolutely rip us to shreds. Are you mental? Nah, you could. All you'd have to do is get behind it. Like if you could, if you could. What do you mean get behind it? It's not going it, to let you get behind it. What do you mean it's not going to let you? It's not. Of course, it's not going to let you. But you're going to manage to get there. They're, honestly, I think this is absolutely. If you thought the cow thing was mental, I think that is absolutely ludicrous. You think you could take down a wolf on its own? That thing would rip you to shreds. It's unbelievably quick. It's sharp, and it would it would just go straight. And you know what? It wouldn't even go for your neck. It, it would. It, it would pin you to the floor, and it would eat you from your. Bottom upwards, and it would eat you alive. I don't think it would. I've seen videos. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I might. I've said that about a wolf. I might be thinking of a lion actually that does that, or a hyena does I'm that. I'm pretty sure I wouldn't back myself against a lion. No, definitely not. Would you back yourself against like a, an African wild dog? Like a hyena, similar to a hyena. Yeah, it's a type of dog. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I could handle that. No, okay, you're mental. That that thing would kill you. A hyena would kill you. and A wolf would kill you. You know what? The wolf thinking about it might actually go for the neck. Either way, they're all going to kill you. Last I'm, one. I'm, I'm would you back yourself cow. against a swan? Yes. I know they're pretty strong. They can break a man's arm, as as they told you in Hot Fuzz. Um, I they've would... got they've got a big weakness, though. That neck is an easy yeah. target. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I could rip the head off with my bare hands. <laughs> 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 We're making clear we are not. Do not. Yeah, we don't condone any kind of animal cruelty. Um, I can't believe you genuinely think you'd actually be a wolf on its own with your bare hands. You're talking to a. You're talking to a guy here who once said, and I quote, that I would beat Usain Bolt in a 10k. I never said that. I know. I said that. Oh right. Yeah, yeah. Which I also said was mental. Of course, he wouldn't. I think I could beat him in 10k. Oh my he's a sprinter, mate. It doesn't matter. He, he's in unbelievable shape. Yeah, but he's retired now. All he does is eat chicken nuggets. He could have one leg and he would still beat you over 10k. Oh, that would okay, be... Maybe not, that's a bit far. But... Demoralising, wouldn't it? I've been, but I've been doing running recently. Have you? How have you been doing? I've been doing the couch to 5k. Oh, I remember you saying this. How are you getting on? I, uh, you, you meant to do it three times a week and I do it Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So Decent I've got the, the last one on Friday, the last one of week five, and there's nine weeks. So you're so, running a 5K yet? No, no, no. I think Friday is going to be a 20-minute run, so you're like 10 minutes off of 5K. Ah, oh, decent. So, and then from week six to nine, it bumps up quite a bit, and then by week nine, you're meant to run a 5K three times a week. Mm. So I'm getting there. I'm feeling good. Decent. I am um, similar to you. I've been running uh, now and then. I ran a 5k the other day. I haven't been nominated for one of them 5k things, but I saw a lot of people doing them, and I was like, well, I want to see how I snack up. I ran a 5k, and I did it um, in 25 minutes flat. 
I was dying. It's pretty good going. I thought it was touch and go for a minute when I finished. Did you see that where one that was going viral online of this girl had put it on her Instagram story and she'd um she'd faked it because the time that she put up was better than the world record. <laughs> and it was obviously fake. Do your research, love. I, I, it was so funny. She put she just put it up there and it didn't make it just just like acted like it was a normal five K. I think it was something like twelve minutes. <laughs> and she she just got online, found something somewhere and and screenshotted it and used it. It was a load of rubbish. My God, did you see Scott McTominay's time, the Man United midfielder? I didn't. I did see some other players get a ridiculously good time. Yeah, Scott McTominay is like one of the top thirty in the UK. I think. Mental. That is like he did it. He he did it in something stupid. I think he was like doing it in like three minutes per kilometer, just over. That's mental. Yeah, I mean, he must have a proper engine on him. It's almost like he's a professional athlete. Yeah, come in, tell me about it. Yeah, I know how it feels. Um, so, right, we'll finish with that animal question because I, I can't actually believe you think you'd, you'd kill a wolf. So, moving on to something serious. Um. <laughs> J- Jake Jake asks, what's happening with Hardy? Uh, last I heard, he was being loaned out in January. Well, um, they they were definitely, it was definitely something they were looking at. Um, the reason why he didn't get loaned out, I don't know. But um, it's essentially he... Technically, they're, they're very pleased with him technically. He's obviously good on the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, technical ability is good. Um, he's just not... I, th- I think one of the main issues is that he's a, he is a bit lightweight. Mm. Um, and at the moment, they're just players ahead of him in the pecking order. Um, so, if I'm honest, my personal opinion is I don't think we'll probably see him in a Warsaw shirt again. But you've seen stranger things happen in football where players come back from the brink of not playing for, for a club ever again and all of a sudden they're, they're in the first team pictures so it's uh, it's not impossible I just think unlikely mm. Fair enough Fair enough uh, Next question comes from Vital Walsall Yes Walsall reach the third round of the FA Cup next year who do you want to play and why? That's brilliant isn't it there's a load of well you want you want a bigger weight don't you? I would want Spurs away I think I would They'd definitely be one of them, I'd say, because their stadium tends to be... Oh, it's out of this world. Out of this world, and the food and everything. If we're going to go purely press food, I want to go to Chelsea. Oh, brilliant, brilliant food. Because I have heard from you guys that it is the best food out there. Uh, Absolutely unreal. The chef as well. The chef stands there by the food. He's not particularly cooking anything, although he does. Um, And he explains to you, like... This is this. It'll go really well with this. Maybe you should try this on the side. Oh my god! It's, it's literally like you are being wined and dined at a five-star restaurant. <laughs> it just sounds amazing. Um, so the thing is, I'm going to end up listing like so many clubs, but um, it would be Stamford Bridge, Spurs, Old Trafford. Mm. They would be my top three. I wouldn't say Anfield. Oh, obviously, I wouldn't turn down Anfield, obviously, but I wouldn't say it because I, um, I've been. Well, obviously, went to Union Anfield. So I've, I've been to Anfield a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, the Etihad would be. It's not something I'm absolutely desperate to go to, but again, it would be pretty good if we got it. So interesting one with the Etihad, though. When you're picking up your press credentials, and now the average fan went off. Obviously, won't have to worry about this. You have to go to like the stadium, the academy stadium. I've pick heard up you said credentials. Before, yeah. Um, you've, got, is it, you've got like walk across is it or do you have to drive across to get it yeah there's some bridge that you got to walk across apparently it's a proper mission see that would wind me up straight away 
Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't take much to get me annoyed when I'm trying to when I'm trying to get myself to a stadium. Uh, there's plenty of League Two grounds that I've been pretty. <laughs> pretty what, what's been at. your most annoying trip this season? Was it? Be, would, you, uh, would you say Leighton Orient away when you got the parking ticket? That was very annoying. Didn't get any food either. Um, Even though they had food, but we didn't get any. No, we were blanked. Um, That's up there. The facilities wise, though, they were actually relatively decent facilities wise. So it Great be, view it too. Would, it wouldn't be my worst. The worst would probably be Scunthorpe. Mm. Uh, that was Boxing Day. They've got no room for us to sit in. There's no facilities whatsoever. It's literally go to a desk, pick your pass up and go sit in the stand. Um, and then there's absolutely no food, no drinks on offer. There is zero... You, you don't even get a token to go and get something from a kiosk or anything like that. Um, but fortunately, they, they're in a, like a sort of a, a shopping complex right next to the stadium. So there's like a load of food places next next door, like a McDonald's and pizza. There's places all next... right. 30 seconds down the road yeah so that one that bit's good but yeah that would probably be the worst um Oldham was pretty bad although they gave you a token Exeter didn't have any facilities at all but you got a token oh Mission Away as well yeah um yeah there's a few iffy ones but you know what we'll focus on the positives Crawley I was very pleased with Crawley mm. it, it wasn't um it wasn't a big sort of facility wise it wasn't a big area um, but the food was really nice and the sort of nice people and that you know what was a really sh- was a, a shock as well if I can get my words out was Morecambe Morecambe really? I didn't expect Morecambe to be good and it actually was pretty good facilities wise uh, there wasn't like a, a great space you just sort of sit in that but there was good food they had award winning pies that you did have to pay a pound for but I'm, I'm, I'm alright with that I'm no cheapskate um, speak for yourself and the biggest thing about Morecambe was the staff were extremely friendly. Mm. And I think that, that goes quite a long way with me because if someone's rude to me once, I'll hold it against the club <laughs> for, the, for the rest of the rest of time. Um, and very quickly, because I don't want to hold on one question for ages, but Newport, the facilities weren't great, um, but the staff, again, were very, very friendly. And that, that goes a long way with me because I would rather have just a pack of biscuits and a decent room to sit in but everyone be horrible. I'd, I'd, no, sorry, everyone be nice rather than the other way round and everyone be horrible. Yeah, yeah. That that goes a long way with me. Yeah, I agree with you there. One of the best places I've been this season, Swansea, purely for that. And the food was brilliant, to be fair. But the people there were so nice. Oh, wait, 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 wait. What? <laughs> I think I lost you for a second. <laughs> no, the food the food was so good, the people were so friendly as well. Only oh, I problem... thought you said they weren't friendly. So what was the, what was the problem? Oh, no, 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 it was great. It was just, it was just a bit, a bit far. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, I mean, some of the some of the trips are far. Exeter was far. Newport was on a Tuesday night, which was a mission. Ugh. Oldham was a Tuesday night, even though it's not that far. It was. Oh, when I did Colchester earlier this season with Walsall, back when Massey was still working covering the club. Um, n- r- terrible game, worst game of football I've ever seen. But the stadium's actually quite nice. It's a shame there was no food, but um, they give you a room and all sorts. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, that was Massey's last game, wasn't it? Before he mm. moved. Yeah. I'm so glad I missed it. Cause it oh, <laughs> grim game of football. Worst nil-nil well, I've ever seen. I missed Plymouth away, but I've heard very good things about their food at Plymouth. You get like a little goodie bag, apparently, which mm. is quite nice. Decent. Um, anyway, the, the only reason I go to these games is to is for the food, really. It's not, not for the job. Yeah, don't worry about <laughs> the match report, just as long as it's a decent meal. Um, shall we get on to the next one? Uh, Tom Heslop. 
10 games left if they're played. Give us your points per game, results per game predictions. Um, do you want to, so do you want to go through the, the last game, the first game which Walsall would have played was Stevenage away, wasn't it? Yes. So that would have been on 31st of March. Obviously, there's so many question marks over whether these games actually get played now. Um, Let's say uh, that's three points. Are you going to keep a tally for me? Uh, yes. I guess I will. Oh, one minute. <laughs> you guessed. One minute. It, it, was it Stevenage? Or was it? I'm pretty sure it was Stevenage, yeah. Macclesfield on the 14th oh, of it March? Might, oh, it might be, actually. Stevenage was definitely coming up. So, uh, 40, See, so the last game they played was was Exeter. the 3-1 win over Exeter, wasn't yeah. it, at home? It, correct. On the 7th. So the 14th, they would have played Macclesfield yeah. Town away. I'm going to say three points. So we've got three points there. Uh, Walsall at home to Oldham. Draw. Point. Uh, Walsall away to Mansfield Town. Draw. Draw. Walsall at home to Swindon. Lose. Zero points. Uh, then we've got the Stevenage game. Stevenage Walsall. That is a victory. Victory. Cambridge United away. Mm. Draw. Draw. Uh, Walsall at home to Plymouth. I'll go lose on that one. Probably fair. Grimsby away. I would say win. Colchester at home. I'll go for a, a draw to Colchester and then a win away at Bradford last day of the season. Okay. So that would give you 3, 6, 9, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 points. Uh, From a possible? <laughs> Which would have worked out so the if there's 10 games, more. if there's 10 games, it would be 30 points. 16 to 30. Yeah, that's probably relatively fair. 16 points would put Walsall on 63. Yeah, that's that wouldn't be enough for the playoffs. So no, I think is probably I think that's probably fair enough. Yeah, although I, so. I potentially put in a few too many draws because uh, this team is 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 either a all in or all out. That they they don't tend to draw as much. They tend to either win or lose. But mm. I think that's probably probably fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Then next season, that's when you're gonna you're gonna put more wins down, isn't it? Obviously, yeah. Price yeah. Uh, Jamie Simner, do you know if the club have approached Jeff for a break on rent payments? Surely that would make a huge difference. Yeah. So this is one um, that I, I, but the answer is no. I don't know. Um, this is one that I asked the question when it first was being sort of brought up by fans a good maybe a month ago now. Mm. Um, and I, I, the, the, the simple thing is there's no response uh, I've, got, I've got nothing to update sadly so um, if is it possible it's probably very unlikely mm. um, so sadly I can't really go much more with that mm. Henry W do you think that Daryl Clark has begun planning his transfer business for the summer yet I'd imagine that he'd been planning this well in advance <laughs> I was about of to the say season he, he was planning this about four months ago, probably. Uh, the kind of person he is and the kind of manager he is, I think he's he's 
prepared. So yes, I would say. The only thing I'd say is that the issue with how many players are going to have available um, due to contracts ending in the summer, obviously with the coronavirus, mm. um, it may have to change the plan slightly because they may either have to get more players in or they may not have enough funds to bring as many in as they want and they mm. keep more of the players they currently have. So that's the only thing I would say that would change it. But in terms of preparation for where he wants to improve positions-wise, uh, then yeah, he uh, I, I would imagine he's very prepared. He's an interesting one then. If you were in Daryl Clark's shoes and the summer obviously is coming up and you get into a transfer window, which players would you probably look to, to maybe move on? Um, I would. Is it, is it just move on or anything about the players to keep? Uh, yeah, you can kind of make a call on whether to keep or move one on. Cool. Um, I, I won't go through the whole squad, obviously, but I'll yeah. um, just as a bit of a summary. With the lone players, I think it's unlikely you're going to get Pring back. Mm. So I'd say you need a left back. Um, I would try and keep hold of Rose and um, and Holden. Mm-hmm. I would try and keep keep hold of them. Um, I think they need another midfielder. Uh, I, I, Nathan Sherrod on loan, I wouldn't keep hold of. So I think you need another midfielder, a quite a sort of battle-hardened, strong midfielder. Um, I, I would look at potentially improving the right back position mm-hmm. um, if Shea Facey was kept on and maybe replacing Norman perhaps um, and I do like Norman as a player but I think his position they, they could do a bit better on I think um, and then the, and then a right winger I mm. think that was probably about it I think yeah I think that's probably about it I don't think there's a whole lot that needs to do it I think maybe you're looking at maybe four permanent deals and maybe a couple more loans to replace some of them that go out. Um, three to four permanents and a few loans, I think, I think is a good idea. Yeah. And again, financially, it's it's tough, isn't it? So it depends on where the club's at. Um, so we'll have to see with that. But uh, yeah, I think that for me, that's that's that, that to balance the squad up and improve certain areas. I think that's about right. Yeah. yeah. That's that's including keeping on the midfielders they currently have, apart from sharing on loan. So keeping hold of Guthrie. Keeping hold of Sinclair, mm. so yeah, I think that's that, that's what I'd go. Yeah, fair enough. Um, David Sadler's asked a couple of questions. First one: Do you think, objectively, given the situation, that an increase of ten percent on on advance early bird ticket sales is a success and a tribute to the new chairman? It's definitely a success, um, and yeah, I think the fans have been pleased with with Lee Pomlet. Um, I wasn't here, obviously, under uh, Mr. Bonza, so I obviously don't know firsthand what it was like but I've obviously heard a lot from fans and stuff like that um, I think he is as best he can is being transparent mm-hmm. uh, obviously there are things so, so for example the Q&A the other day goes into talking about wage cuts and deferrals but doesn't go any further than just mentioning them it's mm. understandable as much as it would be nice to get more information I can understand from a business point of view with that so I I think to the best of his ability at the moment I think he's been transparent with fans I think the communication goes a long way um, he's made it very clear that he's got a plan five year plan to get him back to League One and then if they're going to move further on from that which is what they want to do it's going to take more investment mm. 
So um, I think for the purpose of, of, of him being there and the plan he has, I think he's, he's doing a good job personally. So I think that, and the fans have reflected that in, in their uh, buying t- uh, early bird season tickets. Also, considering the fact that they, the club is obviously struggling to an extent financially with the mm-hmm. coronavirus, fans are so eager to help. Which I think is a really nice thing as well. So yeah, 100% a success. Um, it's a shame we don't know the figure of what the, the sales are. Um, but the club, I, I just had, I, for any, whatever reason, I haven't put it out. So we, we know it's 10% on last year. So that's, um, mm. yeah, very good. Decent. Um, and the second question from David is, if Liam Keane pushed his walker around his parents' garden for a thousand laps to raise money for Walsall FC... Do you think he might get close to raising twenty nine million with or without his top on? I'll tell you what, if you do it in that Inter Milan top from the video the other day, I'd be interested in donating. That's a great top, that is. Um I don't think I'm gonna get twenty nine million. Or thirty is he is he got up to well, Colonel Tom has he got up to thirty mil now, has he? I mean uh, I'm not entirely sure, but he's I think, I'll tell you what, what a bloke. Yeah, what a guy, man. What a guy. See, I'm not a a veteran, um or a legend. To, his, to the same extent of uh, Colonel Tom, so I don't think I'm going to raise up that kind of money. Um, however, if it was topless, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> I, think you'd, I, I don't know if I'd be more willing to donate or not, you, to be honest. You, you'd be getting the card out straight away. If the guns were on show, and I'm currently doing them on show, even though no one can see me, <laughs> if they were on show, then you never know what could happen. Oh, I'm backing myself to beat you in an arm wrestle when um, when social distancing measures have been re- um, relieved. No, I'll, I'll just start coughing and put you off your stride and then bang. <laughs> Fair enough. Graham Erdley, uh, any news for those of us who have season tickets for 2019-20 season? If the season isn't postponed or games played behind closed doors regarding refunds... Yeah, I think um, it was something that Lee put in his update. I think someone actually replied to him to, to tell them that. But just for fans that don't know, um, it is um, the plan is that if the season does come back without fans, season ticket holders will be able to watch the game on iFollow for free. Mm. And then fans without season tickets can pay to watch it. Uh, that's the current situation. But again, it's gonna, things will become clearer when, they, when there actually is a decision on the league. And that's the problem. So many things are up in the air mm. that, I mean, clubs can prepare and plan ahead as much as they can to an extent, but then without knowing what's going to happen with the season, everything gets put on uh, put on ice. So, yeah, it's... Um, reef, if you really wanted to get a refund and not watch on iFollow, I've got no idea whether the club would, would do that. I don't know in terms of terms and conditions whether it's possible or not, so... Uh, all I know at the moment is that you'd be able to watch it on iFollow for free if you had a season ticket. Mm. Uh, Lee Reynolds, um, ever diligent in his question asking, Go on, has Lee. got a load for us. Uh, a couple that we've covered already, but I'll get into the ones which we haven't. Um, for clubs like Walsall that have approximately 3,000 fans come through the gates, would the club slash EFL be open to the idea of allowing home fans into the ground but spreading them over four stands to keep social distancing measures in place? I think it's a nice idea to try and get fans in, but I think that is just virtually impossible. You've um, got no way of kind of policing movement no. of fans, have you? I mean, if you 
I mean, first of all, fans are going to have to adhere to it, which is not necessarily going to be the case. Um, you're going to have to have more police or stewards in there to make sure people do adhere to it, which is going to mean even more people in the in the stadium than is necessary, which just increases risk. Mm-hmm. And then coming in and out of the stadium, I mean, how are you going to keep people separate coming in and out of the stadium? It's, uh, yeah, I, I don't think that's viable, personally. I think, I think it's, yeah, no. it's too hard. It's got to the point, if we see football, and I think that's a very big if, um, the rest of the season, there's not a chance fans will be in the grounds. And it's it's horrible, because I'm not a fan. I've already kind of gone on the record with my dislike of playing games behind closed doors. Um, but there's not a chance fans are going to be in the ground. No, I, I don't think so. And um, and if you're going to say... It, I, think, I don't think you can go down the middle. It's either behind closed doors or it's not behind closed doors. You can't mm. have... 3,000 fans in there and spread them out across across the ground. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, I can see where Lee's coming from because you just, as with with everyone that's a football fan, they're just desperate for fans to be allowed in. Mm. I think, sadly, it's very, very unlikely. Um, and that particular option, I think, is virtually impossible, sadly. Yeah. Um, when games start, or if games start, behind closed doors... Uh, the players won't be up to match fitness initially. Would it be a good idea to allow teams to have extra subs on the bench until a team has a proper pre-season? Would this help prevent injury and get the games back underway safely? I think that was something that's been proposed by FIFA. Or yeah, they're on about it? having five subs available in a game, aren't they? Yeah, I think that's something that's been... Not necessarily more subs on the bench, but more subs available to bring on, I think is what the proposal is. Mm. Um Again, I don't know whether that is accurate or not, but um, I wouldn't be surprised to see something like that come in. However, I, I think it's also very unlikely that if and when football does start, they're actually going to just throw teams into it. They're going to yeah, give the teams you... a, a period to get themselves fit. And this is what the players are meant to be doing anyway. I know it's not match fitness, but it's fitness to an extent. And then they get them back in training before the season comes back again. Then the EFL and the PFA are not just going to let players just jump straight back into a game after two, three months off. Mm. Um, so there, there's obviously going to be concerns about hiding from that, uh, sorry, uh, staying away from injuries and, and, and making sure that doesn't happen. But I think I think if if the season is going to come back, there will be things in place that will that'll prevent it happening to an extent anyway. Mm. Uh, is there an argument to finish the season now and let teams plan for resuming uh, at the start of next season in August, would this allow clubs to plan better ahead instead of waiting three weeks to see what happens and then wait another three weeks, yada, yada, yada? Um, if clubs know that the season starts in August, then they can prepare properly. Wait, repeat that for me. I don't think I've quite got it. Basically, is there an argument to end the season now so that teams can plan properly for the start of next season? Yes. There's definitely an argument for it. Um, there's so many things that come into it. You've got to think about the integrity of football. We've got to think about more important things than football, like actually getting through this period and everyone being safe. It's. I don't want to see the season ended, but personally, as I've already said, I think it will. Um, and as, as horrible as it is for clubs that want to go up, and it's as good for clubs that want to stay up, I think they're going to have to bite the bullet and I think it's going to happen um, mm. whether whether they just don't 
whether they null and void it, whether they do a points per game average, whether they say, look, the position you're in the league now is the position you finish in. I don't know. But I, pers- I personally think they're going to null and void the entire thing. I think that's what's going to... I'm, I'm not saying that's the right way to go, but I think that's what's going to happen. I don't think that's the right way to go, but I can definitely see it happening. I'm the same as you. I, don't, I, I think that's wrong. I think there's ways around doing it that more clubs will accept, i.e. points per game averages and stuff like that. Um, which would be interesting to see what Warsaw got points per game average because they uh, they tend to not as I said not draw many. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that's what I that's yeah that's what I'd say. I really don't like saying it, but I really I'm struggling to see how it's going to come back now. If I'm honest, hmm. particularly the June idea that's going around because that is very. I mean, we're basic we're basically in May t- tomorrow. Yeah, May exactly. That's very very optimistic. So yeah. Hmm. Uh, last one from Lee. Um, what happens if games were to go behind closed doors and a player from Warsaw or an opposition team tests positive for the virus a day or two after the game? I mean, do players self-isolate then for 14 days? What happens to the games? Do you forfeit points or do you delay it further? I think that's the big problem with returning yeah. to football yeah. is that if all it takes is one player, one staff member, a journalist, a steward even, if someone's you know, yeah. working at the ground... If anyone gets it, it straight away, I think it just throws everything into disarray all over again, which is why I think the season will probably come to an end yeah. uh, as opposed to being played out. Well, Lee's, I think Lee's hit the nail on the head there. It, it'll, and I'll tell you now, and I've, this, I've heard this bit said elsewhere as well, you can bet your money on it that if football comes back, at least one person will test positive randomly and then the whole thing is up in the up in smoke, up in the air again. Mm. You can put your money on it, whether it's a player, as you said, a player, a journalist, a steward, a manager, a coach, anyone. Someone will come up with it, and and then yeah, exactly. Lee's Lee's he's asking the right questions. What do you do then? Do you take all twenty-two players, well, even more than that, with the squads, um, and put them all in isolation, test everyone? I mean, what what do you do? I I just think it's so unfeasible. To I mean they're. Literally, it's football. It's a contact sport. Mm. You're spitting and sweating and sliding it round and grabbing each other. And I mean, you couldn't be any closer. I mean, you can't even what? celebrate. I mean, you can't even. You know, when when you score a goal, what's the first thing you do? It's not very often you celebrate on your own, is it? Exactly. So, um, it's. I don't like. As I keep saying, I don't like saying it because I'm missing football so so much. But I just don't think it's feasible. Mm. Um, and I know these are the questions that are, are circling, and, and the questions that are circling about testing players constantly, regularly, and, and everyone that's involved to go along. Yeah, you can do that. I mean, how much money is that going to cost? How easy is that to do at the lower levels? Mm. I mean, I, I think I mentioned it on here before about the uh, the Warsaw press facilities. I mean, there's, they'd have to limit the amount of people because there's no way you can keep people separate in the press no. in the press facilities, and that's that's just one very small part of the whole day that's yeah. that, that's just one small bit you've got then two squads of players to look after it's yeah I, I just I don't really see how it's going to happen no uh, last question comes from Nick Etheridge uh, two-parter who does Luke prefer working with Joe Massey or Liam Keane well we know the answer to that so that's, yeah we don't need to we don't, <laughs> yeah, we don't need to name names do we um, yeah I'm, I'm, you've both got your your good points and your bad points. Go on then. Uh, I mean, more bad with good <laughs> than you. Uh, no, I love I love working with both of you equally. 
I mean, I'm proper sitting on the fence with that one. Um, And also, given how well we were playing before the league was suspended compared to our early season form, hypothetically, do you think Daryl Clark would be pleased or upset if the season was cancelled? I think he would be upset, but I don't think necessarily because of the way we're playing. I think he'd just be upset in general that football isn't on. Mm. Um, And yeah, obviously it hurts a little bit more because the team were playing so well. That always stings a little bit more when a team is. I mean, if if we if Warsaw were fighting relegation like it looked like we were going to be in October November time, if they were doing that down there with Stevenage and Morecambe and Oldham and all these teams, you'd be very glad the football <laughs> wasn't yeah. on probably, wouldn't you? Um, so I think he he will be upset just for the fact that football isn't on. It always it always stings when the team's playing well and and you can't carry that momentum on. I mean, you look at a player like. Uh, Elijah Adebayo he mm. was in electric form the, easily his best three or four games of the whole season all came in a row when they were all right at the end of the, of the season before it was postponed mm. and uh, having spoken to him actually over the phone which I've still not put anything out about that yet which will, will be coming soon I mean it's he obviously disappointed because it's not it's the bad the worst timing for him possible but then, like, it's difficult to say something like that when you weighed up against what other people are going through with this this whole virus. So, mm. um, yeah, it's yeah, that will just be peed off in general. I imagine he's uh, he he's used this phrase before, but he lives and breathes the game, and he obviously lives away from his family in a flat uh, in the area for this job. So he. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I think he'll just be a bit wound up regardless. Yeah. I don't blame him. I mean, I've, imagine the getting itchy feet sitting inside. I mean, I reporting on football I'm in and around it constantly, let alone actually working for a football club and managing a team. Imagine not being able to do that day in, day out like you used to. Mm. Um, I mean, at the end of a season, I'm sure every manager enjoys a week holiday in Barbados, wherever it is they'll go. But then they're desperate to get back to it when they get back in pre-season, get ready to go again. Imagine just being sat at home and not being and being forced to not finish the season. It would just be so frustrating. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but yeah, and we I mean we yeah we all know what kind of character that was like, and you know he'll be itching to get back in. So uh, so yeah. As are we. Right, that just about does us, Liam. Every question answered. Excellent, excellent. We had a nice uh, few bit of sleep chat, a bit of press chat, some actual real questions. It's, I think it was a nice eclectic mix. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, um, I, I did actually just a, a brief thing to fill you in on. Um, you were asking whether I've been playing FIFA recently. Oh yeah, before we went on air, yeah. I yes, I haven't been playing. However, I did go on um, because I'm saving a bit of money by not having to drive in, spending money to go into work, and that. I did buy a few FIFA points. Yeah. Oh, you did. Um, and I pulled out of the bag. Um, team of the season so far, PK. Oh, very nice. 93 rated, I think it's pretty good. That's not bad at all. So I'm uh, I'm looking to, to, I've sold my team again, so I'm looking to build a new team with him in at some point, but I'm waiting for more team of the season because I'm, I'm going to spend a bit of time on them at some point. Yeah, of course you are, you can't help yourself. I know. I'm, yeah, I've had a bit of a break from it, I've been playing a lot of football manager, playing a little bit of Warzone, I thought, you know what, we'll get back into FIFA at some point. Yeah, well, it's good to hear. Um, right, yeah, as I said, that just about does us for another fortnight. Um, make sure you stay tuned to the Express and Star for all the latest Warsaw news. 
Um, but until two weeks' time, it's a fond farewell from me and a fond farewell from Mr. Keane. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening.